Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. Welcome to another solo episode of the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I am your host, Tori Mystic. And today, I am excited to talk about a little experiment that I've been doing. I've been breaking the rules over here, and I've been doing exactly what I've been telling everyone not to do for the past, I don't know, 10 years or whatever, (laughs) which is posting and ghosting. And I have been doing a post and ghost experiment for the month of May, Uh, And we're almost to the end of the month. And so I want to share the results so far. It hasn't been a full 30 days, but uh, I have data from about 23 days, plus or minus. Uh, And I'm excited to share with you guys kind of how it's going. Uh, So I'll talk to you a little bit about this experiment that I've been doing, um, what prompted me to do it, um, the actual data uh, results of it, as well as kind of my emotional results of it, which was a big part of why I did this, and how I am moving forward with it, which has a lot to do with my email list. And I'm going to share with you a really great webinar um, slash live workshop that's happening later on this week that I'm going to be attending to kind of up my email game, which I'm always I'm always trying to learn something new. You guys know I love to learn. And I'm going to try and get through this interview. Um, I am suffering from allergies so bad the last two weeks, and I'm I'm almost better. I'm feeling like 90% better, um, but I am still struggling a little bit with this. So bear with me. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't sound too nasally in this interview, and uh, and it's not annoying anyone. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about this experiment that I've been doing. First of all, I love to kind of be the guinea pig for stuff. Um, Since I am here to – I've kind of put myself in this position to teach you guys what I know about online marketing and how it can benefit your pet business – That means I want to try things. I want to experiment with stuff that you might not want to risk your business trying, but I'm kind of out here to be the tester, to see what works and what doesn't so that then I can pass my learnings on to you. And so I decided to do this little experiment. And um, it involved basically not checking my notifications on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, Those were the main social media apps that I check obsessively. (laughs) So for the past 23 or so days, I have not been checking my notifications. When I open the app and it says whatever bright red number it wants me to click on it, I don't even click on it. I don't even look. So I have been missing a lot of comments, uh, and that was kind of intentional. Uh, I have been still interacting with some comments. Of course, I have some posts that are sponsored posts or some that are things that I really care about and want to interact in the comments. But in general, I have not even looked at the comments on probably 80% of the posts that I have done in the last month. And I'm talking about both of my accounts. 
So I did this experiment on my T-Mystic account, which is my pet parent account, as well as the Wear Wag Repeat account where I post about the podcast and courses and, and membership and all that kind of stuff. So um, I've not been checking my insights. I've not been checking my comments. And some of the reasons why I did this, <laughs> the the main reason was that I found myself seeing a lot of comments that were negative or judgmental or just kind of like, I told you so, or nah, 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 just like obnoxious comments, right? I think we all see them. If you don't get them, then you are looking at the world through rose-colored glasses, and I would like to get a pair of those. But I was seeing so many judgy comments, and it really was affecting me emotionally, and I was getting really wrapped up in it. You know, I don't know why psychologically negative things seem to hold more weight in our minds than positive things. I don't know why that is, uh, but it definitely is a, a real thing, and it is for me. And so whenever I would see these negative comments on my account and on other people's accounts, it would just throw me off. And I would be like, oh, I need to reply to this. Or, you know, I would just be hurt sometimes or, you know, whatever, a, a, a plethora of reactions, right? But it was throwing me off. I wasn't able to focus on what I'm actually here on this earth to do. I wasn't able to focus on bigger tasks in my business. I wasn't able to work on my business because I was too deep in the business replying to every little comment, you know? It wasn't really moving me forward. Uh, instead, it was kind of halting me and, and I was being paralyzed by these kind of comments. And I know that I'm not alone because I was listening to the Dog Mom Mentality podcast this week. Caroline had a new episode about this very topic. She got a rude comment on one of her posts uh, that I'm, I'm, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was very rude. And um, she kind of did a whole episode about how that made her feel and just all the negative impact of, of interacting with comments like this and seeing comments like this. So, so that was one of like the really big things. And it wasn't just on my account. When I saw rude comments on other people's accounts, I would get all bent out of shape and be like, oh, I need to come to their defense. But really, it's not my position to do that. And I don't want to get into arguments with people on social media because that does not get me anywhere. Now, that's one of the big reasons that kind of prompted me to do this experiment. But another reason that's kind of a more deep-seated kind of longstanding issue uh, for me that kind of tied into this experiment was that I just don't really appreciate having my value measured by how many likes or views an algorithm of a robot app grants me, right? That shouldn't, that's not fair. Uh, I remember getting a message from one of my friends over a year ago um, that she had been approached by a brand to do a collaboration, and they asked her how many story views she had on average, and she responded with her average story views, and they said, you know, we're not interested. And that, what a bummer, you know? Th that really bummed me out because I was just thinking, 
you know, her value, the content that she creates, um, the people who follow her and love her account, and, and she has people who love her account all over the world. It shouldn't be measured by how many story views you get. I mean, how dumb is that? <laughs> it's just my opinion. Uh, and so I just – it just feels gross to me. It feels gross that our income is being dictated by how many views and likes we're getting on social media because you really don't have any control over it. And it just – it bothers me a lot. And so I'm not one to just sit back and just be bothered. I got to do something about it, right? <laughs> I'm a doer. And so um, this experiment has kind of uh, made me realize how I need to change what I'm doing in my business uh, if I want to be a doer, if I want to change how this thing is making me feel uh, and kind of take control over it and find a way to feel good about it, uh, I need to do something about it. So this is where this experiment kind of came into play. So, so those are all my whys, and that's kind of how the experiment has worked. Uh, and now for the results of what has happened. So after doing this, uh, randomly, maybe a week or 10 days into it, I noticed that a lot of my reels that I'd posted previously started going viral. I had probably half a dozen or maybe 10 different reels go viral on my Team Mystic Instagram account and also a few on my Wear Wag Repeat account. I have one on my Team Mystic account that is almost at 100,000 views. I had a sponsored reel go up to, I think it's like 60,000 views. And on Wear Wag Repeat, I had one the other day where I couldn't even use the official audio because it wasn't available on my account for some reason. So it was just listed as like original audio, and that still has gotten about 17,000 views. So what I've kind of learned from that is that interacting doesn't necessarily impact your Reels views. Um, now, whether or not your Reels views are actually an important metric is a whole other topic, right? But, you know, we we obviously – I don't want my engagement to tank. I don't want my Instagram accounts to tank because I've spent years building them up. So um, this experiment was not about, um, you know, just throwing everything away. I still was posting quite often and quite actively. Um, in fact, because I was not interacting with comments and not checking insights all the time, I actually had a lot more space – mentally and also on my calendar to create much better content and create much more um, more reels uh, instead of just kind of posting old photos that I had taken, which is kind of the rut that I had gotten into before. So for the past month, I've been creating a lot of reels. I figured let's just lean into it, go for it, keep posting and ghosting. Um, since I had so much more time to create stuff, I was creating a lot more reels than I was before. I just wasn't interacting with anything after the fact. And as a matter of fact, I extended this experiment by not doing any hashtags on some of my posts. Some posts, I just put them up and I didn't put any hashtags on it. Like, let's just see how little I can possibly do <laughs> and still get pretty much the same results, right? So what I found was that I had a bunch of things go viral, and then most of the other content was getting the same exact numbers as I had before. 
Now, when I looked at my insights, I just pulled them. Um, I pulled the data from May 1st to 23rd, and com- it's compared automatically in Instagram Insights to the previous period. And based on that, on my Team Mystic account, the reach had increased 655%. My reach was up over 650% this month when I was posting and ghosting all month long. My accounts engaged on Team Mystic was up 75%. I had a 75% increase in the accounts that were engaging with my account. How amazing is that? Now, the one number that I was not surprised by is my total followers. Uh, To be totally transparent with you guys, my follower number has probably been at the same number for like two years. I'm not kidding. I don't know how to get more followers. Um, I've been posting so many reels. I've had reels reach 100,000 views. I have done so many things and uh, my follower number seems to never, ever go up. So for the past 23 days uh, compared to April, my total followers on Team Mystic went down 0.2%. Now, that's not very much. It barely even registers for me because my account is almost always just completely stagnant when it comes to followers. So I don't think that this experiment had any impact on that whatsoever. Now, um, I also did this experiment on my Wear, Wag, Repeat account. So I want to share that data with you there as well. And on Wear, Wag, Repeat in the last... um, over the course of May, since I've been doing this experiment, my reach went up 150%. And my accounts that engaged with my Wear, Wag, Repeat account was up 334%. That's a whole lot of increase in accounts engaged with me. And that was with me doing zero engagement. (laughs) Not zero. I'll get to that next. But that's a huge increase. And then on my Wear, Wag, Repeat account, the total followers did go up 1.3%. That account actually does gain new followers every single day, um, as opposed to Team Mystic, which seems to gain and lose the same exact number every single day for some reason. Now, I just mentioned that I was doing zero engagement. That's not entirely true. The one place where I did continue to engage all month long, probably more so than I did before, was in my DMs. And this is kind of because I wanted to create more deeper bonds and relationships with people, with my followers. And I felt like that wasn't happening in the comments. I felt like You know, part of the reason why I started this was the comments can turn into kind of a catty place and a very critical and judgmental place. And I don't know if it's performative because everyone can see it, that people feel like they have to be mean for show. I don't really understand it. But it doesn't seem to translate to the DMs. Um, The people who leave snotty comments on my posts, they don't ever DM me. So why should I invest any energy in them, right? I only really want to interact with the people who are DMing me, who are putting the extra effort forth. 
Now, I love sending voice notes and video messages in my DMs and just kind of texting back and forth with people. I feel like I'm able to make such a deeper connection and uh, it's been, it's actually been so much better. I And I don't think that your DMs are measured at all in your Instagram insights as far as I can tell. There aren't, there aren't really any insights for DMs. But I can just say that I feel like I am so much more connected with people in my DMs than I ever was before. And and part of that, earlier this month, um, I did some Instagram, an Instagram reel and a bunch of stories about an incident at the dog park where someone had six-week-old puppies at the dog park. Do not do that, please, anyone. Um, and those stories and that reel generated probably a hundred DMs back to me with people wanting to talk about that. And so I, I think that posting more authentic content, um, interacting pe- with people more in the DMs, it's just serving me so much better than replying to every single comment. Uh, I'm not sure that I'm ever going to go back to replying to every single comment. Which brings me to th- the next portion here, which is moving forward. Um, how how am I going to continue? Am I going to continue doing this experiment or have I had enough? Well, I have found that I really do enjoy interacting in the DMs. Uh, and I do miss a little bit of the interaction that I was getting from comments because there are, you know, great things that happen in the comments. It's great to hear from people and think of them. Uh, and I do like that. And I appreciate all the effort that people put in to comment on my posts. Um, you know, I, I don't want anyone to feel like I don't appreciate it because I do. But... I think that moving forward, I want to do a better job of communicating to my followers where they can interact with me. So, you know, just like in real life, you have certain friends who um, they might do best coming over and hanging out at your house, or they might do best, you know, meeting them up at a restaurant or going for a walk. You know, there's some people you can never pin down, and so you see them on vacation every year. That's the only way you can ever see your friends is by um, going away with them for a week or something like that. And so I think in real life, we all kind of have places where we interact best and communicate best and and can be present uh, and really engaged in the moment. And so for me, it's just not my Instagram comments, right? So I want to do a better job of communicating to my followers where they can interact with me. And that would be my DMs. Love that. Voice notes are my jam (laughs) because I hate typing. Uh, I also want to encourage people to join my Facebook groups. Although I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook, I don't see the Facebook feed ever because I have it blocked on my computer. But I do interact in my Facebook groups. So I have the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group. There's also a group for Wear, Wag, Repeat Society, of course, where I'm very active. And then I have a Facebook group called Canine Enrichment Community. And that group, you guys, has over 3,000 members in it. And I just started it last year sort of out of spite. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was in some other canine enrichment Facebook groups and um, people would ask questions and I would share links to a blog post that I had that would have helped them. And the admins in those groups would always be deleting my comments because they didn't want anyone sharing links that went anywhere other than their own websites. And I just thought that was like kind of counterproductive and not very helpful for people and frustrating for me. And so I created my own canine enrichment community Facebook group and uh, people can share their links. They can share their affiliate links. They can share links to their own Etsy stores. They can do whatever they want uh, as long as it is in the spirit of community and helping dogs with enrichment activities. So um, that group has been really exploding and growing. And as you know from my other solo episodes this year, I am really focusing a lot more on canine enrichment, and I really think that is very – I have a great potential to help a lot of people and a lot of dogs – by doing more canine enrichment education. And I'm still working on getting my certification as a canine enrichment technician. And as I go through every module in that course, I'm writing blog posts with what I'm learning, and I can share those blog posts in my Facebook group. So those are my two Facebook groups. Um, but really, the, the main place where I want to direct my social media followers to come and interact with me is my email list. I am slightly obsessed with email marketing, <laughs> uh, and I'm always looking for ways to improve my email strategy, my open rate, my click rate, uh, all that kind of stuff. Email just gets a much better engagement rate and conversion rate than social media. Uh, the facts don't lie about that. Um, but email can be, a, can be a lot to stay on top of. Uh, it can be a little bit intimidating to know what to write about each week. Uh, so something I've been doing for the past six months or so is I've been in an email marketing membership hosted by a woman named Liz Wilcox. And I can't even remember how I discovered Liz. I think I got an email from somebody else um, that I subscribed to. And in their PS at the bottom, they said, PS, I didn't even write this email. This email was written by Liz Wilcox in her email marketing membership. Uh, here's the link to join if you want to check it out. And I did that. Her membership is only $9 a month. It is so affordable. It's kind of bonkers. Uh, and she writes a brand new email template every single week. And you can literally copy and paste. It's a template. It's like Mad Libs. She tells you where to put in personal uh, stories or anecdotes or your products or whatever it is. But she writes out like a skeleton outline and then she'll write uh, a more filled in outline. And then she'll actually write an actual email using that outline from the perspective of like a blogger or someone who sells products or someone who's a coach or whatever. So you can see an example. And I've just been loving her email membership. What I like about it is that her emails that she writes, they really encourage your subscribers to reply to a lot of the emails or to take action and click on something. And it's just a, kind of a different approach to email marketing. You know, I always thought email marketing, um, I used to send so many emails that was just kind of like, um, 
like a newsletter where I would say, here's six things that I read online this week, um, or here's my latest blog post so you didn't miss them. But the way that Liz does it, she'll actually encourage you to write an email asking someone to respond with their story. I just, I wrote an email um, or I used one of her templates to write an email last week to my list asking them what the dog community means to them. And then I listed some some um, attributes of what it means to me. And I said, no, really, I want you to really reply to this email and tell me what the dog community means to you. And several people, a ha- good handful of people wrote back to me with really lovely notes and I could interact back and forth with them. Sometimes people send me photos of their pets and it really it gives me that deeper connection, that more authentic connection that I don't really seem to get on social media. And it's just been really great. So I love her email marketing membership. I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes. um, And it should show up in your podcast app that you're listening in right now. (laughs) Or you can go to wherewagrepeat.com slash podcast uh, and look for the show notes for this episode. It's episode 219. And I'm going to put a link to Liz's email marketing membership that's $9 a month. It will be an affiliate link since I am a member of it myself and I, I do love it. But Liz is also hosting a live training this Friday morning and I'm already signed up for it. I'm really excited. It's going to be all about uh, email open rates. So she's going to talk about um, the difference between open rates before versus now and kind of what happened in the middle was that Apple made a bunch of updates to um, their operating system. And so now emails are like auto opening. So everyone's like, do open rates even mean anything? Like, what are they? Liz has been researching this since September, and she has all kinds of stuff to share in this training on Friday. So she's going to actually tell us what the best piece of data to collect is and what to track. I'm not sure if it's a click rate. I'm kind of guessing it might be click rate uh, because I don't think your email system tracks um, how many people reply to your emails, (laughs) although I wish it would because that's kind of fun to see. Um, But she is going to share all that information. She's going to help you see if your email list has actually been affected by this iOS update and kind of what to focus on in the future. She's really awesome. She's so, she breaks everything down in a way that's so easy to understand. And Liz is the biggest 90s pop culture nerd. So I guarantee you that there will be some kind of sync references <laughs> on Friday. She is a huge sync fan. Uh, so if you are around my age or Liz's age, um, you'll probably enjoy some of her references. And it just makes it really fun to learn from her. Uh, so she's also going to have some time for a Q&A at the end. Uh, and I'm going to be there on Friday. She's She is just really a wealth of information. And if I can say anything based off of the membership that I've been in, this live training on Friday is going to be really amazing. So I will put the link for that also in the show notes. So just look for the open rates training link. uh, And I will put my affiliate link in there for you too if you want to learn more about emails from Liz Wilcox. 
All right, guys, I think that wraps it up for today's solo episode. Thank you so much for listening. I am curious what you think about my little experiment and if you think that you might want to try something like this as well. Please come find me over on Instagram at wherewagrepeat and don't comment, but send me a DM. Or send me an email uh, and tell me what you think about this. Um, If the data surprised you, of of course, I have no idea why some of my reels went viral when they did. There's no way I can control that. Um, But it is just, it has been a very interesting experiment and I... I feel a lot less stressed and I feel like I've been able to accomplish a lot more in my business because I am not getting wrapped up in the comment drama. So let me know if you are going to try posting and ghosting this summer. (laughs) What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wherewagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.